Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 58. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is staying true to your photographic vision. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, the shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. Each time we pick up a camera, go out for a shoot, and work on our photos, it's a learning opportunity. The lessons can be large or small, and maybe they're just reminders of lessons we've already learned, yet they are there. And today I'll share three lessons about staying true to your photographic vision. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend, and if you can, rate it on Apple Podcasts. There are a couple of new ratings recently. Thank you very much to those that took the time to leave a rating for the podcast, because those ratings really do help other photographers find out about the show, and that's what we want, more photographers improving our craft. What prompted this topic is my most recent outing with the camera. So it was a few days ago as I record this in mid-February of 2021. It was a good outing, and I'll admit it was more therapeutic than photographic, if I'm being honest. I got some morning ocean air, a bit of surf, you know, my kind of stuff. I made an early morning visit to a stretch of coast that is new to me, about 90 minutes north of San Diego. That did mean getting up at 3.30 in the morning and driving an hour plus up the California coast. I wanted to have the beach to myself, avoid traffic, all that kind of stuff. And maybe that's a lesson in and of itself about staying focused on your vision. Sometimes a photographer has to take the hit. You get up early or stay up late or skip dinner hour you to get the photo that you want. Anyhow, during this healthy drive back home, I'm reflecting on the shoot, and I realized there were several times where I had to check myself for one reason or another. I was tempted to move on to the next composition or maybe skip one entirely, but deep down, I knew that the work wasn't quite done. And being mindful of that helped me keep on track and helped me keep my sights on what I had envisioned. Now I'm on location, I'm working the scene, I'm finding my compositions, had the concept of what I wanted, and had to catch myself from giving up too soon or moving on too early. And I wanted to share this experience, and so I've distilled it down to three lessons. Three lessons I'll share here about staying true to your vision. Number one is patience and persistence. One of the first compositions I started working was this line of rocks that, relative to where I was standing, formed a seawall. These rocks are anywhere from 3 to 30 feet in height, so you know 1 to 10 meters for the bulk of the planet that uses a rational measurement system. But uh, yeah, so these rocks are varying in size. Some are quite tall. And to capture the image I wanted, I needed a certain type of wave action from the ocean to you know interweave with the rocks. It happened here and there not very often. And after about 15 to 20 minutes of working the composition, fine-tuning it, waiting for the right set of waves. That wave set finally stacked up, and my remote trigger flaked out on me, and I missed the shot. Oh, you know, it just really just sucks the life out of you. And <laughs> you waited that long to try to capture that one moment, and it missed. So I was discouraged, but I left the tripod in place, kind of Walked away from it, did a little handheld work with a second camera body, basically scouting my next composition, getting ready to move on. And I think that's when I was mindful enough that, oh, Scott, you're preparing to abandon that composition because you missed that one shot. So I kind of just shake that off. 
returned to that perch on those rocks, settled in for another round of waiting, watching for the ocean to do its thing, and I'm glad that I did because eventually the ocean did serve up a set of waves that filled in the areas of the frame the way I wanted them, and I did get that photo I'd envisioned. The patience and persistence paid off. The universe eventually did provide, and you can do the same. Sometimes the photo is all about patience, waiting for the light, waiting for the clouds to move into the position, waiting for the right person with the right color clothing to walk through the frame. Waiting is part of the game, especially for landscape photographers. Persistence is part of that too, and sometimes persistence can span time. Repeated visits to a location, it's obviously easier when the location's nearby. You keep visiting that photo-rich environment. The more often you visit, the more chances there are the conditions will match your vision. The law of averages will be on your side, and you'll capture that photo you're after. Lesson number two is to push past the naysayers. We all tend to share our work online. The internet can be a wonderful place. It can be a rough neighborhood sometimes. And so there's always those little voices you hear. Will this photo be liked by strangers, really, by people, by anyone out there? So for this shoot, I'm on location. I'm in my element. The tripod, the camera, I'm climbing around the rocks. The waves are lapping at my boots. In the back of my mind, I felt it, that little voice. You're doing this again, Scott? Rock, wave, seascape, frame, click. And why is that little voice there? My work is very heavy on seascapes. I know it. Others know it. And others have made comments about it. Why don't you photograph something else? Or I'd like to learn from you, but your photos are always with the ocean and I can't translate that to my photography or I'm not near an ocean or I don't like the ocean. You know, I can appreciate that, but I love seascapes and the ocean will continue to pull at me. It's what gets me out of bed at 3.30 in the morning. Get out there with a camera. And so on this day, I embraced what I loved doing. I indulged. My vision involves seascapes. I also did some long exposures, pushed past those little voices in my head, those comments of, you know, ugly, yucky, milky water. That's okay. I don't require that everyone like every photo I make, and that's unrealistic. We all know that. But if you are pursuing photography as a means of self-expression, make the photos you want to make, not the photos that others want. It's your vision. Making photos for other people, what others want, that's a paid gig. That's a client shoot. Here, we're talking about artistic pursuit, and you're in control. Can you learn from others? Of course. And it's okay to modify your style based on feedback, but you don't have to accept all feedback, just the feedback that resonates with you and aligns with your vision. Because when it comes to artistic pursuit, you are the beginning and the end of your art. And lesson number three for staying true to your vision is don't force what's not there. Sometimes a landscape won't match your vision, and you can't force it. The composition I described earlier, this row of rocks, a second vision for that set of rocks had to do with sunrise. One side of that seawall of rocks faced the sun. It would pick up the early golden light. The rocks themselves had a ruddy orange tone to them, so the golden light would be a very nice compliment. 
It would also warm the ocean spray, so the whitewash that gets thrown up takes on a little bit of that golden tone, but the deeper blues and greens of the ocean stay deep and blue. And that result is a very pleasing set of colors. It's a natural, warm, cool palette. Well, it did not quite work out. As the ambient light was rising, the sky started washing out, and the morning light still hadn't reached my set of rocks yet, I left that tripod there, wandered around with my second camera body, I scouted other compositions, and when the morning light finally did reach the set of rocks, I knew my envisioned photo was not going to take shape. The light wasn't quite right, the tide had risen enough to change the dynamic between the rocks and the ocean, and that will be a photo for another day. Yes, I captured a parting photo of that scene, everything was already set up, it cost me next to nothing to press that shutter, but it was time to move on. There were other compositions worth exploring before the light had completely left the scene to bring on the rest of the day. Having the vision is great, and so is knowing when the scene is just not going to meet that vision. Instead of trying to force something that's not there, move on. You find different photo opportunities. And I think it's fair to categorize bailing on a frame that's just not going to work, that's a win. That's smart photography. When you know something is not going to work, just don't force it. You're only really banking a predetermined failure. Instead, explore another subject because pursuing possibility is a much better choice to make. To recap those three lessons, number one, patience and persistence. Some photos just require waiting for the elements to come together. Number two, push past the naysayers. If you are pursuing photography as an artistic expression, self-expression, you are the beginning and end of that. And you decide what photos you want to capture. And number three, don't force what's not there. Sometimes staying true to your photographic vision means not capturing shots that don't align with that vision. A bit of studio news this week. This trip I just mentioned, this uh, outing, uh, early morning beach visit, it was to a new beach to me, little Corona del Mar. And I captured a lot of video footage from this outing. And honestly, maybe too much. I have a lot to sift through. And I love making the video logs. They're really fun ways to record the journeys. But man, does it take a lot of time to go through the footage and decide what's good, what's bad, and assemble it all. But anyway, keep an eye out for that video coming to YouTube, hopefully before the end of February 2021. And speaking of YouTube, I did a little refresh on the artwork on my wall. So if you follow me on YouTube, you'll see a few new acrylics on the wall. And I went full seascape with the images. Oh, I have to say, they're looking nice. Uh, I made these acrylics with Sol Digital. It's a print lab I've been very happy with. I really like their acrylics. It takes about a week from the point you order it until you have it in your hands. They're ready to hang. And once I got those up on the wall and stepped back, it's like, Scott, why did it take you so long to go get those prints made and put them on your wall? And I'll put a link in the show notes where you can learn more about Sol Digital. And there's a way you can get a $20 voucher and save yourself a little bit of money if you're looking to get a new print for your walls. As I do each week, I would like to thank the members of our Patreon community. Month in and month out, it is your support that makes this podcast possible, keeps it on the air, and it's helping 
thousands of other photographers with their craft. If you're interested in learning more, check the show notes. And there's also many zero-cost options available to support this show, as simple as sharing the podcast with someone else, leaving a rating, a bunch of other options. Check the show notes, hit the link. Any support you can give the show is always appreciated. And that will close out this week's episode. I hope you did enjoy it and you are empowered to stay true to your photographic vision. I think we all need reminders and reaffirmations that it's okay for us to be our own unique artist. And I hope the lessons that I learned and relearned in the past week will help you out as well. Well, until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.